Hey guys, Caleb Hickson here, the college director at the Paradox Church, and welcome to this week's episode of the College Podcast. On today's episode, I'm joined by the Morgan Duke. All right, guys, welcome back to the College Podcast. In studio today, I am joined by the magnificent Morgan Duke. Morgan, welcome. Hello, Caleb. Happy to be here. Magnificent Morgan sounds pretty good. I appreciate the alliteration. You're welcome. Yeah, I I do what I can. Uh, This is your first time on a college podcast. How do you feel about it? Uh, I feel great about it. I appreciate the invite. This is my second podcast recording ever, so we'll see how it goes. Congratulations. What was your first? Uh, Jim and Heather Thompson, during our Sex, Singleness, and Marriage series, uh, had my wife and I on, uh, Lauren. So, hello, Lauren, if you're listening. Do you think she will? No. She doesn't have time. <laughs> it's okay. Olivia doesn't listen either. It's fine. Oh, that's true. No, it's fine. I, I'm not worried about it. Um, so, today on our episode, guys, we thought that since it's finals week, uh, instead of coming at you with a serious topic, what we wanted to do was Morgan and I wanted to jump on here and just have some fun. Just chat it up talk about some some funny things, have some silly conversation, and hopefully bring a little bit of levity to what could be a very stressful and anxiety-inducing week for you. So that's what we're going to do, Morgan. We're going we're gonna, to we're gonna just chop it up, and it's going to be great. All right, that sounds great. I, I, I'm excited to see this side of you for your students. And, uh, man, maybe, maybe they don't know fun, silly Caleb yet. Hey, if you don't know Fun Silly Caleb, you're about to know. You're going to get a introduction real quick. All right, fantastic. Where, where should we start? Well, this is the Morgan Duke Show, so where do you mm. want to start, Morgan? Well, Caleb, in our preparation for today, uh, we came <laughs> up with, uh, I think, some, some interesting uh, things that we'll call hot takes, some interesting opinions that you and I have, and I, I think we'll start there. Yeah, I think, I think hot topics sounds like a great idea. What uh, do you got? Any hot topics that you can think of off the top of your head? I do, Caleb. I mean, absolutely no preparation at all. Sure, sure, sure. Uh, just my first one to go ahead and just make this super polarizing, uh, Caleb. I think tacos are overrated. It's... Okay, you're gonna have to elaborate. Great. Um, here's the thing. I feel like in Fort Worth we have a great blessing of great food. Yeah. Oh, uh, yes, a hundred percent. And one of those great things is tacos, but I feel like the culture has hyped up tacos to be much more of a thing than they are. For some people, maybe even an idol. Okay. <laughs> so, so where they're just so excited about tacos. But le- but let's be clear. You're you're not saying the tacos are bad. You're just saying that you think that they might be overrated. Correct. I, don't get me wrong. I, I love tacos. Uh, uh, the people at Morgan. What did you have for lunch today? Not a taco. Oh, you didn't. I had a taco. You had tacos. Oh. I, I had a salad. Everybody else at the office had tacos. There, there were lots of tacos at the office today. When you saw everybody eating the tacos, did you think to yourself, man, that looks good? Uh, the barbacoa looked great. Yeah. But I'll be honest, even in my um, overeating or lack of discipline in my current diet, there is nothing about a taco that sends me over the edge to say, oh, no, I must have this thing now. If somebody had come in here with a hamburger. <laughs> okay, so so somebody walks into the door, and they've got a hamburger in one hand mm. and a taco in the other hand. 
You're telling me that you're saying, yeah, give me that hamburger. As long as it doesn't have tomato on it, oh, I'm all over the no, hamburger. No, 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 no. You, you, the hamburger is such a inferior lunchtime option than the taco, because because the taco can be so versatile. You, you, when you're getting a hamburger, you are committing to a beef patty, maybe turkey if you're feeling a little bit healthy, or I don't know, maybe you can't have meat and you go with the the soy patty, the black bean burger, which I'm not saying any of those are bad by any chance. However, there is so much variety that you can have with tacos. You can do steak. You can do chicken. You can do pastor. You can do barbacoa. You can do uh, pork. You can do breakfast. You can even do dessert tacos. How is how is this how is this yes. not okay. better than the hamburger? Tacos are great. Okay. Nowhere am I saying that tacos are not good. I'm just saying that people feel like they are the end all be all. There's nothing better out there. There's t-shirts with tacos printed on them. Everyone is constantly talking about tacos. And I just think we're forgetting that all the other great foods out there, the hamburger, the sandwich. Uh, gosh, can we just have a salad? Why do we always have to eat tacos? I think that they're all great. I just am. So growing up for me, when when we made tacos, it was here's some ground meat <laughs> with some taco seasoning in a hard shell with some cheddar cheese sprinkled on top. Old El Paso. Yeah. Or Ortega. Yeah. And yeah. I'll tell you what, those were rough. Like, that was not good. Taco Bell was was the height of our taco experience growing up. Mm. Now that we have actual legitimate taco places with real tacos that are not made in crunchy tortilla shells, I don't think that we can overhype it enough. Well, maybe I'm maybe I'm just disgusting human. Uh <laughs> Man, That's growing up, I, I loved the ground, the pound of ground oh, beef. You no. sprinkle the taco seasoning on there, throw that bad boy in a crunchy shell, in a shell that probably was stale, knowing our oh, family. Gosh, yeah. uh, man, those weren't terrible. Uh, it's not something we on the regular make now as, as adults you, and parents. There, nowhere sells those. I don't even think Taco Bell sells crunchy tortillas. Do they sell crunchy tortilla shells anymore of course you can get a crunchy taco no, at taco bell i haven't had taco bell in genuinely but you should be going to taco casa years. if you're going to have a crunchy taco okay, okay now we're just going down a rabbit hole that i don't know if we can ever recover from long story short there's other food out there give it its due tacos are great but i'm, I'm, I'm not sure they're the end-all be-all that people make them think they are well Agree to disagree, but I guess that's what uh, the hot take is for. Mm. Now, the real question coming off the hot take is, are you more of a water burger or a In-N-Out guy? In-N-Out is trash. Whoa. Now we're getting into some hot takes. Trash. Please, <laughs> please, enlighten me into um, the, the world of the hamburgers, almighty knowing hamburger one. Well, uh, I will. Um, water burger is is great. I think it also has a cultural following oh, that might sure. be a little more hyped up than it really should be, uh-huh. similar to the taco. Yep. Uh, because I wouldn't say that Whataburger is the end-all, be-all, best hamburger ever. Okay? What's what's the but, best hamburger oh, ever? That's, see, that's that's tough, Caleb, because Wh- I don't know if there is no. a hamburger that's the best. Have you had Lily's hamburger? Ah, the Bistro Burger. There, That's the that's best hamburger in Fort Worth. But you have to get it without the Gorgonzola. 
I don't mm. like your fancy cheese. I think that it's perfectly fine. I never have had, ha- never have I ever had a hamburger that has melted in my mouth mm, until the Lily's Bistro Burger. For anybody out there listening, if you want the best hamburger of your life, go to Lily's on Magnolia. It's amazing. It is. It is a good hamburger. I can't disagree with you there, but I will say, In and Out again, overrated, overhyped, not that great. Uh, first In and Out experience I had was in Vegas, so on the West Coast, where I believe In and Out is originated from, sure, or near to the West Coast. Was so excited to have it, and I thought, man, Wendy's is better than this. No, come on, don't disrespect In and Out like that. I don't know when you throw I, out I just. Wendy's, the never frozen all beef patty, Wendy's. There's no way that that's better than in out. I can understand people's argument against Whataburger. Sure, sure people sure, love sure, sure. them some Whataburger, but don't tell me Wendy's. Next thing you're gonna say is, oh, the McDonald's quarter pounder is probably better. No, no, okay. I wouldn't. I wouldn't. Thank you. Uh, go that far. I will say White Castle is disgusting. Yeah. Well, uh, that's yes. Everybody knows. Okay. That. Everyone Good. agrees. We agreed there. But but here's the deal with in and out, and why it's better than Whataburger. Okay. It's because the ingredients actually taste fresh. Because I think that they actually are. I think for the most part, the ingredients are. Fr- I think they like don't like have just mass amounts of burgers just waiting to be patted or to be bunned. I guess the burgers or patties, whatever. However you want to, however you want to slice it. Um, the In-N-Out hamburger <laughs> is far superior to the Whataburger hamburger. Okay. Far superior. Again, I, I disagree with you. Uh, I respect it. I wouldn't say I've ever had a Whataburger that wasn't fresh. I feel like this podcast is turning into the first take of Paradox pod- Podcast. Have you ever seen First Take, the TV show on ESPN? Uh, I haven't. Okay, well, it's just two guys who argue the whole time. Great. And it gets amazing ratings, but everyone just like hates on it the whole time. I'm first big, take. I'm a big sports guy. Okay. If you didn't know it. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, man, Okay. Surprising. Thoughts on baseball? Um, sure. Baseball is fine. It's uh, it's one of those sports where, okay, so my deal with baseball is, like, I think it's a fine sport. Okay. I cannot handle the fact that there's 162 games in a season. It makes it to where I cannot, not, I, I, I just can't care about any of the games because Oh, well, if you lost this one, try again tomorrow. There's mm. always the next one. And if you lose that one, oh, well, there's the next. And if you lose 10 in a row, hey, there's 150 more. No, no big deal. Like in what sport can you go on a 10-game losing streak and just be fine? Uh, all fair and valid points. I, I will agree that there is a bit of idiocracy there and that I'm not sure we need 162 no. games no. in a season. I, I'll, I'll 100% agree with that. Uh, but what I do want to tell people is that baseball is the absolute best sport because nowhere is there a physical and mental game so at play the entire nine innings. There, there's no other sport like it. Ping pong. I'm going to disagree with you wholeheartedly <laughs> there. Um, I think ping pong is an absolute game of just skill. And mental chess. 
how is there how is mental fortitude at all required in ping pong? Because you have to you can't just do the same shot over and over again. You have to think of it in the same way just like a pitcher has to change his pitches. Mm-hmm. You have to change your shots and then just like a batter receiving those, you have to try and and figure out what they're going to send your way because there's top spin, there's back spin, there's side spin, there's a combination of all three of those spins. And then you can go long, you can go short. There is a wide variety of those. Ping pong is very similar to baseball. Well, it now makes a lot more sense why I am not good at <laughs> ping pong um, and lose to you and everyone else here at the office pretty often. Uh, but baseball is nothing like ping pong because if I, if I, let's say I'm the second baseman. The mental side of it is. Sure. Okay. There's just so much behind baseball, understanding the counts, understanding where the hitter hit it last, where the base is, before it's hit, where am I throwing the ball as a pitcher, which which I did sure. um, way, way back in the day. Uh, man, just the, the mental game of you, you control the pace of the game. You control where this goes, um, getting in the batter's head, working the counts. Uh, and because it is 162 games, professionally, man, think of the mental toll – that would take on a person. So mentally mentally and physically, I, I think baseball is the most difficult, the most challenging sport. Sounds just like ping pong to me, just well, with fewer innings. Would Where would Jim land on this? Oh, I mean, obviously Jim's going to say baseball. Perfect. Do you have any more hot takes? I have some more hot takes. We are, um, this is the hot box after all. It is. And this is going to be polarizing, uh, just like taco talk. Um, I think all men should have some sort of requirement. Some now, requirement? I, I don't know who's going to police this, um, but I think all men should embrace and be required to get a pedicure. Required. It should be a requirement. How, uh, how are you planning on enforcing this? Again, I'm not sure how to police this um, other than just maybe walking around the TCU campus and saying, you, sir, have horrible feet. You, sir, take yes. off your shoes. Yes. We must... We must Look at your toenails. Yes. I think uh, so many guys are um, concerned that it, it, it says something negative about them if they want to have any sort of personal care, specifically around the feet. Now, listen, I, I think to, to speak to guys who are like, I'll never get a pedicure. Pedicures are for girls. Like, okay, come on. Let's be real. Like, that's let's, – let's not revert back to the 1980s, okay? We've evolved as a society, and I think mm-hmm. we're all better for it. You can get a pedicure and still be a man. I hate – here's a hot take for you. Anytime a dude's like, oh, revoke your man card, I want to be like, bro, just don't even talk to me. Like, I don't – there's no such thing as a man card because I there don't isn't. care. There is no. I, I, I agree with you there. And so, yes, you can have a pedicure and be a man. I've had a pedicure, but – to require men mm. to have pedicures. I think that's going a little bit far. Well, you know, I just, I, I think some some people see their calloused feet as some sort of uh, achievement, if you will, you know. And, and, and man, I if this was Paleolithic times or uh, you know, the 60s, yeah, sure, walk around in your bare feet and let's see your cracked heels. But, man, I, guys, I'm going to tell you, the ladies are going to be looking at your heels. And if you've got tiny talons on your feet – it's not it's not great. Uh, this is also a great date night idea uh, post quarantine. Yeah, yeah. If for for you guys who are looking for a good date night, you could take your lady out. This is, man, can you imagine saying, "Hey, Barbara, <laughs> you know what? Tonight I'd like us to get tacos and pedicures. What a night! It's a it's a really good um, like birthday gift too. Sure, sure. 
I love it. Take take your your lady friend out on a nice mani pedi. Yeah. For your for her birthday. I think it's a great idea. Also, now I know what to get you for your birthday. Man, I would love love to get a pedicure uh, gift card. Lauren and I like to go to the left bank uh, salon there uh, across from Chewy's by the Tom Thumb there on uh, on Seventh. So if you you feel you and Olivia feel inclined to gift me, uh, we would we would welcome your gift. Left bank. Left bank. All right. I'll see if it's I good can spot. That. It's a good spot. All right. So we're going to transition out of the hot box and into what I'm calling the lightning round. So for the lightning round, I've invited three of my closest friends, Haley Bowden, Joel Suarez, and Brad. Does, does Brad have a last name? Brad, what's your last name? It's Holcomb. See, I was, th- I was thinking. Slightly offended that you don't know that. Thompson. That's okay. And I knew it wasn't While Thompson. Saying closest friend and not knowing my last name. This is fun. This is good. This is good media. Good media. We are yeah. starting really strong here. We, I we knew as soon radio. as I started saying everyone's last name, I was like, I'm not going to remember Brad's last name. How do you not know Brad? I know his last name. I just couldn't remember it in the moment. So, guys, he has multiple Brads. You have, there are a lot of Brads. But here's what we're going to do we're going to ask Morgan Duke any question that you want. And the key to this game is that you have to ask them in quick succession. It's got to be fast paced. It's the lightning round. So, and and Morgan, your answers have to be quick too. There's no thought in this. You yeah, just I have to. Succinctness. So we'll see how this goes. You just have to answer. Okay. So, everyone understand, Brad. Brad, you got You want to start one. us off? Okay. Yeah, anything. Mr. Holcomb, everyone. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, Mr. Bradley James Holcomb. That doesn't sound right. Are you ready? Is that actually your middle name? It is. Wow. It really is. It's amazing. Didn't know his last name, but pulled his middle name out. That's right. Yeah, you're welcome. All right, Morgan Duke. All right, Brad. All right, Whataburger or (laughs) In-N-Out? Oh, funny you should ask, Brad. Uh, Caleb and I just had this conversation a few minutes ago. Whataburger all day long. In-N-Out is trash. I am insulted. I'm walking out. Hey, you're not supposed to be uh, engaging with the answers. It's just asking the questions. This is the Morgan Duke time. If you were a fruit, what fruit would you be? A mango. Favorite scent? Tobacco? Not the smoking variety? The leathery, yummy smell? Celebrity crush? That is so hard. I have many. (laughs) Uh, Reese Witherspoon. What's on your shirt? A lion. How old were you when you had your first kiss? (laughs) Uh... Middle school ish, whatever age you are there, probably sixth grade. With her name was Kirby. <laughs> what year of high school would you go back to? Ooh, like freshman, sophomore, junior, senior. Yeah. If, if I could pick one of those, which should I go to? Oh, senior year, hands down. Favorite part of your body? Mm. My eyes. At least to... favorite part of your body. Sorry, Haley. <sighs> yeah, this could get weird. Don't make it weird. Just get My it belly. <laughs> <laughs> it's my own fault though if you, had a, if you had to cut off a limb which one would mm. you choose my left leg why because I need the others <laughs> I, don't, I can hop on my right foot pretty well beach or mountains beach all day Justin Bieber or Justin Timberlake Timberlake mm. you brought sexy back Haley I know I know um, if you could play an instrument which one oh. would you choose piano if you could travel to any country in the world, where are you going? Costa Rica. Going back in time, who are you visiting? Going back in time, who am I visiting? Sinatra. Mm, if you had a superpower, what would it be? 
Ooh, um, this could get me in trouble. But if I had a superpower, my superpower would probably to be supersonic hearing. Least favorite staff member. No, I take it back. I want to fly. Okay, least favorite Paradox staff member. My least favorite Paradox staff member this is, a trick question. is current or former. <laughs> uh, uh, Brad Holcomb. No, stop. <laughs> oh, if you ha- if you could go back in time and repeat one mistake, which one would it be? It's very strange and deep question. No, it's a valid. Like sometimes, like sometimes you make them like that. Would would I would I do the mistake again? Like yeah, like it's like man, I should probably shouldn't have done that, but that was fun. I kind of want to do it again. Mm Uh, yeah. So this is pretty funny. In sixth grade, uh, we were doing electricity. Sorry, we weren't doing electricity. (laughs) You guys were using electricity. We were using and learning about the electricity. I was given a Christmas light, like you know the string of lights. They cut them in, into pieces to where we just had the bulb, and there was a V of wires mm-hmm. coming off said bulb. I thought, man, what would it look like to put this in an electric outlet? <laughs> <laughs> and I caught our science lab on fire. Oh, yes. Nice. That's a good one. Yeah. And I had to do a poster on uh, electric safety after that. That was Miss Heath, Heath's class. So, Miss Heath, if you're listening, good times. Yeah. Miss Heath is a longtime <laughs> listener for sure. Yeah. Okay, well, thank you guys for lightning round. Yeah, thanks for coming uh, in. You are you're all appreciated, and I know your last names. Sweet. Mm. Good work. Do you know my middle name? James. We don't have one. Nope. Everybody's middle name is James. Love you guys. Bye. Do you ever just space on people's names? I do. Um, sometimes. I'll, I'll be honest, one of my giftings is to remember a lot of things and remember people's names. I think that's uh, sort of my sales trait, if you will. But yeah, occasionally I'll just... Uh, oh man, a couple weeks ago we were praying for one of our premarital couples. Oh yeah. Totally forgot her name. Yeah. That was awkward. That's the worst when you're praying for them because there's no easy way to ask. Yeah, Lord, would you just help her? And then you try to figure out a, a way to like say, to like direct it towards her without saying her name and then it just is weird. Yeah. Sure. It's always obvious, absolutely. When that when that happens, uh, so that was our lightning round. How you feel? That was fun. I enjoyed that. Yeah, I always I always like the lightning round. You know who's really good at lightning round questions? Michael Walker, uh, Ben, and Courtney Travis. Oh, wow, really? Yeah. Oh man, they are they are great at question asking. You should uh, you should go talk to Michael Walker about our lightning round fun that we have in Brazil. That's where the game started and originated. Was our Brazil mission trip mm. in the van ride? What we started doing was uh, like putting somebody up we called it hot seat but okay. i just felt like lightning round was a little bit better of a, of a title for the podcast okay uh where you you pick somebody in the van ride because you know you're driving places and there's nothing really to do in the van and so everyone just gets a chance in the van to throw out questions and you have to answer them all nice you, you cannot not answer a question well i will see michael tonight yeah, so i will him. ask him you should uh, i will ask him to play a little lightning round with me mm. him and him and scott are both good at it oh for sure they, they've got for great sure. questions for sure. All right. Well, that was lightning round. How about some embarrassing quarantine facts? Embarrassing quarantine facts. You know, we've all been quarantined for the last month and a half. Yes. And I, surely there are some things in quarantine that you just find slightly embarrassing about yourself. You know, 
it's funny you say that. Um, I think most things that I do embarrass my wife or others. They mm. don't necessarily embarrass me. Ooh, interesting. I've had a lot of maybe foot this... in mouth uh, <laughs> scenarios in my life. So but maybe this would be, instead of it, what was embarrassing for you, what would your wife say? What would Lauren say was embarrassing? Hmm. And if you don't have an answer for that first, I will go. I'll throw out an embarrassing quarantine fact about myself. Yeah, go ahead. I don't. I can't think of anything. Do we need to get? We'll call have to have up? Lauren send. Do we something need to up? like uh, put her on speakerphone? Maybe. Yeah, we'll see if we can do that. Uh, so, an embarrassing quarantine fact about myself is I've prided myself on uh, really enjoying coffee, and I'm I'm just like a straight up black coffee guy. In the mornings, I rarely will you find me with coffee that has anything in it. Sure, you don't want to ruin it. No, absolutely not. You want to be able to taste the flavor of the coffee. Every coffee is unique. Every coffee is different. And it's it's a, an experiment or an experience mm-hmm. uh, every time. And to put milk in it, it just it, it can ruin it. Sure. Agreed. Uh, and so especially, you know, going to a coffee shop, you, you want to try their black coffee first because if you're – you're going to be a coffee shop. I'm going to, I'm going to judge you on how well you do coffee. Novel idea, Caleb. I know. Novel yeah. idea. It, it's uh it's fascinating because so anyways, um, so this quarantine, I have, uh, it's embarrassing for me, but I have had three frappuccinos, three, three whole frappuccinos. Oh my gosh, Caleb. Uh, I don't know what happened. It was just, uh, I, I looked up one day and there was a frappuccino in my hand and I was sipping it. Um, mm. no, I, uh, I just, I don't know, dude, you get the urge and I, I can't tell you the last time I had a frappuccino before this, but, um, I was, it was one day in, in, in quarantine and it was hot outside. It was in the afternoon. And I was like, I need, I need a little bit of sweet coffeeness. And I had the crazy idea of just running down to Starbucks for a Frappuccino. And once that thought, once that seed of a thought was planted in my brain, there was no getting it out. Oh, once the Frappuccino has infected your brain, it, you can't <laughs> shake that. I think the Frappuccino is good. Um, I understand your embarrassment of it because we, you and I like coffee in its uh, purest, best Absolutely. form. Yes. Freshly brewed, nothing in it. Sure. Um, are you more of a pour over guy or you do French press? How do you prefer your coffee? Um, man, it. Uh, I'm probably a pour over guy. Okay. Yeah, I, th- I feel like you just get some really good notes um, after, after that, especially when it starts to cool. You should have then, Joel make you a pour over. Have you had his pour over? I haven't had a Joel Suarez you pour You've got over. to have Joel make you one. He, okay. he always gets like some really interesting coffee beans and it's delicious. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. Now, what, what specifically is it about the Frappuccino that's embarrassing though? Is it the fact that you like drank a 14 year old, I just, I want to drink coffee drink or? Yeah. It, there's nothing about it. That's coffee. It's like a coffee shake. And it, so whenever I worked at Starbucks, we always hated people who ordered Frappuccinos. because Didn't know you worked at Starbucks. Yeah, I used okay, to be a barista fact. down in uh, Montgomery Plaza. Wow. Okay. Uh, there for a, a year. Um, and that was actually at the time that Jim was living in uh, the Monticello area. And he came mm. to my Starbucks frequently. Uh, and I just moved to Fort Worth and uh, just started going to Paradox and didn't really know him. He didn't really know me, but he knew we knew each other enough to know you're my pastor, and I go to your church. And there's some there's some fun stories that I can sure. share about Jim in that, which I will not say on this podcast, Jim. If you are listening, you know how much I love telling those stories, but I'm not going to do that. Uh, 
yeah, we so we just always made fun of people who would order uh, frappuccinos, and I think for good reason. It's just like I get ordering a latte, I get like getting sugar and flavoring in your coffee, but like when you then just like throw ice and you blend it and you just turn it into a, a milkshake, it's just at that point, it's not really coffee anymore. I got you, I got you, and it's hard to it's hard to judge a coffee place based on their ability to make a frappuccino, right? The only way we're going to know if coffee is good is their espresso or how they pour things, you know, pour over whatever whatever blends they have. I don't I don't want to walk into a place that uh, is known for their milk. <laughs> no, no. If you're if you're a coffee shop out there, and the thing that people say about you the, when you talk about them is, oh man, their milk is amazing. Then I, that's not the coffee shop that I want to be at. No, I I I'd, I'd prefer to stay away from anything. That's drinkable and wood-fired. Wood-fire roasted. Mm. Yeah. That sounds awful. Out well, I'm sorry about your Frappuccino uh, it's okay, time. I just, it was uh, I think embarrassing there's some, I think there's some grace Thanks. in here for you. Thanks. I've, I've already repented. It's it's good. The Lord still loves me. Okay. I, unfortunately, I can't come up with anything. So you're going to leave me out on, like, I'm the only embarrassed one in, during quarantine? Well, um, yeah, I think so. <laughs> Because uh, I can't, I can't think of of anything specifically other than. You want to know another embarrassing quarantine fact about me? Yes, I apparently have thought about this way too much. Okay, about the things that I'm embarrassed about. Uh, I also get embarrassed rather easily. Uh, so embarrassing fact that probably no one would know uh, except for if you listen to this podcast. Now you do, is that if we have shared a Zoom call, you and I. Uh, 98% of the time on our Zoom call, I am looking at myself. 2% of mm, the time good view. am I looking at something else. Uh, 1%, I would say, is camera. 1% is you. I don't know why, but I just I stare at myself the entire time on a Zoom call. I, 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 I've, I've noticed it. I've tried to stop it, and I can't. I, I could support you in that, in that you know we do a lot of Zoom calls for work. Uh, Lauren and I have transitioned our premarital counseling sessions, obviously, to Zoom. And, yeah, I do find that I maybe don't look at myself as much, uh, but I'm definitely not looking at the other person, uh, which begs the question, why didn't we just have a phone call? Yeah, absolutely. The whole point of the video conference is so that you can see their face and they can see your face. Right. And not so that they can see your face and you can see your face. Right. I think I just look over the screen too much. I, I'm, I'm going to be uh, much more aware of that now. So I appreciate you being uh, honest being transparent here, guys. and just vulnerable with me to share well, your Instagram live today. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Where, where were you looking today? Because uh, to me it looked like, because I was a viewer. Yeah, sure. Uh, it looked like you were looking at the phone. I, I, at the phone, like the camera on the phone? Yeah, like no, you were was, looking at a Matt. I, no, I was looking right at my face the entire time. Shucks. I know. Okay. Well, sorry, Matt. I'm not proud of it. I just well, again, it, there's some there's some grace there. It's not a terrible face to look at. Well, I've seen worse faces. That's true. I can get behind that. Yeah. Well, okay. If, uh, apparently, that was just uh, the section of Caleb's embarrassing quarantine facts. Well, here, a lot of things that I do again are embarrassing for others. Yeah. You know, like um, my my wife and a lot of our friends. Uh, just a lot of people uh, tell me I'm a lot like Schmidt from New Girl. Mm. Um, and while we don't have a jar at home, and sure. for those New Girls viewers, you're, you're, you know what I'm talking about. Yes. Uh, for Schmitty, 
Uh, I do a lot of Schmitty type things, and so again, I'm I'm more embarrassed others, and they're concerned about me. Um, but I could do this all day, mm. and uh, I, so I, I just I love Schmitty. Do you do you uh, find that you the more you watch New Girl, the more you begin to talk like Schmidt? You know, I have found that I probably talk less like Schmidt, uh, especially the older that I've gotten. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I do have a lot of Schmitty tendencies, like. Um, I'm always looking for, uh, you know, like my driving moccasins. Ah, uh, yes. You know, always important. Yes. Um, there are just a lot of weird things that I say. I get very excited. I'm very animated. I'm a, I'm uh, I tend towards the dramatic, mm. a lot like Schmidt. Yes, very. Schmitty. So something that is not a big deal, uh, I'm going to explode into a big deal, and I'm just very expressive. The explosions is what I very closely associate Schmidt with Schmidt. Yes. He is an explosive personality. Absolutely. Fire, the yes. most dangerous. I don't... I, Do you I, remember that episode? It was great. I don't know. He twirled fire at his yeah. birthday mm. that he threw for himself. Mm. Sorry. All right. Well, for those of you that haven't seen New Girl, <laughs> uh, the quarantine time is a great time to jump in that. What would you say... So since you identify yourself with Schmidt, what would you say is like your TV character cocktail? So like a mix of TV characters that best represent who you think you are. Um, you know, it's it's funny that you asked me that question because we were actually talking about that as a city group a couple weeks ago. Oh, really? We were. Uh, just timing. telling each other, you know, you are like so-and-so on TV. Um, and it was told to me, again, affirming Mia Schmidt. But a lot of people also said I'm a lot like Tom Haverford, mm. but not in the sleazy way. Yeah. So for our Parks and Rec fans, sure. um, I, again... Dude, Tom is a goober. Did you did you watch Parks and Rec? You know, I didn't watch it as religiously or as uh, wrong word. I didn't watch it as consistently <laughs> yeah. as I probably should have because it is absolute greatness. Oh yes. Um, but we've definitely been catching up on some uh, reruns and things. Uh, it's it's an amazing show. It is uh, one of my favorite all time shows. And they they did a, a new episode. During quarantine, I haven't seen it yet. Which, if you aren't like just a, an all-time fan of Parks and Rec, then watching that show, you're probably gonna be like, "Meh, it's okay, I get it." But for those of us who are diehards, it was it was beautiful. It was did, wonderful. Did Sebastian make a comeback in any way? No, Little Sebastian was not on the uh, show itself, but they did mm. sing the song they wrote not... about him, oh. 5,000 Candles in the Wind." Nice. I the wonder... full song. It wasn't like, "Oh, here's a verse." It was like, "No, no, no. Here's the full song." Nice. And this was sung by all cast members? Yeah, everybody. It was an ensemble. A chorus of cast members. Yes. All right. Now, your favorite Parks and Rec character, then? I love Ron Swanson. Well, sure. And John Ralphio. Who is John Ralphio? You've not. Oh, that's uh, the guy that's chilling with Tom all the time. Yes. And he's a goober. Yes. Entertainment 720. Oh, yes. John Ralphio and, and Ron Swanson, to me, are just... Pure greatness. Okay. I I uh, I find myself though after having watched Parks and Rec over and over and over again, um, I know now no longer say literally. It is only in ever literally, literally. yes. Uh, and so there's a little bit of uh, of uh, oh shoot, what's his character name? Uh, Here I go again, forgetting people's names. And Perkins. Yes, that is yes. literally yes. Chris the, Traeger. There it is. Chris Traeger. Yeah. So I got a little bit of Chris Traeger in me. Okay. Um and and then. You know, going going to the office, I would say uh, some of, and this is, I feel like everybody, when you ask them, what office character are you? Everybody says they want to be Jim Halpert. 
this is not me saying this. This is, again, me saying what other people have said about me mm -hmm. is that I'm a little bit Jim Halpert. So you mix Chris Traeger with Jim Halpert. I feel like somewhere in there you, you'll, you'll find Kayla Hickson. I think that's a fair assessment. Thank you. I, I can't, I, you know, I'm sitting here running through the uh, office characters. Sure. Uh, for some reason, I went to Andrew Bernard. <laughs> I, I might the, see some there. The Nardog? The Nardog. Yeah. But I definitely see a lot more uh, a Jim than I do Andy. Sure. Uh, I, I love the, uh, yeah, that's, that's, a, that's a good cocktail to have. Yeah. Chris Traeger's a good, he's, he's oh. fit. Oh, yeah. He's very particular. So positive. So positive. Yeah. I, I, it's rare that you are negative. Have you ever been angry? Uh, yeah. But it is uh, not something that I show. Oh, I how like do you? To, I like to bury it. So that it comes up later in some sort of an explosion or? Yeah. It just generally seeps out in like bitterness and um, like frustration. Huh. So like I, it's not it's not the explosive Schmidt. Like okay. I'm not going to explode. Okay. But it, it just is going to linger underneath the surface and uh, really just get at get at me. Which is fine. I'm sorry. It's okay. Took a little bit of a dark turn, but that's okay. That's okay. I'm we're all we're of, all friends here. What are some other good TV shows with like good characters like that? Like, have you seen the TV show Shit's Creek? Oh, ooh, David. David. <laughs> yes, uh, Lauren and I have absolutely fallen head over heels uh, in love with Shit's Creek. Oh, so good. God, it's a great show. Where are you guys um, at in it? We're finished. You finished the, we are, like, we are. like even the most recent season? You oh, absolutely. The series we are, finale, everything. We are all the way through. That's amazing. We, as a matter of fact, renewed our YouTube TV subscription. Way to go. Um, so that we could finish this season. We took YouTube TV away because we just thought we could be better stewards of our time sure. and money. Yeah. Um, this is $50 we don't need to spend. Here's my hot take on, but, on streaming subscriptions real quick, is that everything is going so decentralized. Everything's going to their own platform. You got YouTube TV. You got yeah, Disney yeah, Plus. You got yeah. Netflix. You got Hulu. You got HBO. You got all of these different things that you're going. we're going to get into a place about three years where everything is its own individual thing, and then somebody's going to come out and say, for one low fee, you can get access to all of the streaming services again, and it's going to be called DirecTV. Because it's just cable. It's just, it's just you're, we're going back to one place for all the channels. It's just all going back to the channels, and then we're going to get one one service that gives you mm. access to all of it. And you're going to pay $200 or whatever it is, but it's just going to be cable again. So cable was ahead of its time is what you're saying. Yeah. I mean, it's just it's cyclical. Anyway, sorry. Back to Shit's Creek because that show is fantastic. It is. What, what did you and Olivia love so much about Shit's Creek? I, I mean everything. It was it's hilarious. It's the the TV show links are are just right. Um, the the character development and compare uh, combined with the story of it was just right. It it didn't feel too fast. It didn't feel too slow. Uh, there was just so much to to love about it. And who like who doesn't love when a TV show can take what appears to be awful people in the first episode and turn them into lovable characters. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, the the only struggle I had watching it was, uh, you know, sort of the o overarching theme of uh, David and his life partner. That was a bit of a struggle. But, uh, yeah, character development, we, we still loved those characters. You know, we still, uh, you know, really got to know them. And they were relatable, as unrelatable as they probably are. Yes. Um, they were still absolutely relatable. Um, I thought Stevie was absolutely fantastic. 
um, because I feel like she was just your run run of the mill gal. Yeah, a, a, somebody we know. Yeah, you know around here. Um, but yeah, just a man, so funny. Yeah. So if you haven't seen Shit's Creek, I, I highly recommend you go check it out. It's hilarious. There's, I, it's just such a hard thing to do. I feel like right now to come up with an original concept. That's, that's the funny. thing. That's the thing, Caleb. It's 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 not some. It's not a remake. It's not another. Yeah. Here's like it's it's an it's an original idea and it's hilarious. So good. Yeah. Law and Order is a great show. But it's been done a hundred times, and for okay. the last thirty years, I was unsure where you're going with this because <laughs> sorry, sorry, but I'm I'm over police, fire, and legal. Yes, yes. Like let's let's try something else. We got to have something different. And I think I think Shit's Creek absolutely hit the nail on the head, um, as did Parks and Rec. Parks and Rec, The Office. Yes, uh, but you know I think the, I don't know if The Office uh, is timeless. Because I don't think enough people experience that, and because of the HR issues that happened then, people are too uh, woke, if you will, uh, to get past the ridiculous, uh, horrible things that happened there. It it, it does not uh, it does not translate well into today's society, but the humor of it. And maybe this is just because I've I've watched it a million times. I think the humor will always be there. I don't think that. I don't think there will be a time where we are uh, we're we're so offended by that where we won't also find the the humor of it. I hope so. Shit's Creek's a perfect example. I yeah. hope that we can get past uh, the you know the what we don't believe the sin and that, but it's still funny. It's still uh, humorous, and and we can we can get through that. So yeah, man, I hundred percent agree. Man, guys, I hope this has been a helpful, just fun break for you in the midst of your uh, stressful finals week. Morgan, I don't know about you, but I had a lot of fun. I had a good time. I appreciate you having me on here. I have looked forward to this uh, since you asked me to do this. Uh, So, man, yeah, just uh, having a good time. And you know what I hope, Caleb? That this creates dialogue amongst your listeners. Yes. Where they can really uh, debate among themselves. Yes, we would love uh, these, to hear these hot topics. Or, yeah, hey, make, find Caleb, find me. I'm on the Instagrams. Ooh, um, what's your Instagram? It is mduke1984. Um, I don't have any of the TikToks or the snaps or the the. I feel like you would be a thing. I don't have TikTok either, but I feel like you would be a good TikToker. Uh, I feel like TikTok has too many things on it that I shouldn't. I don't know. I literally know see. nothing about TikTok. I had it for a short time, decided it was best for me to not have it. You know, you should you should go listen to our technology podcast and we talk about how you can use technology and not let technology use you. I should. I like I like what you see what you did there. Thanks. Thanks, man. So anyway, hey, thanks for having me. Yeah, we're we are uh, glad to have you here in the studio. Uh, glad that you guys would choose to listen, stick around for this amount of time. Anybody who is still listening, thank you. We appreciate it. Uh, we are grateful for y'all. We hope that uh, this semester has been fun for you. It's been fun for us. We're going to do some more podcasts during the summer. Uh, they may not be quite as frequent, but we will still try to uh, release some content for y'all going forward. Uh, stay safe, and hopefully we will see you again for the fall semester. voice is a little bit louder than mine okay so yeah that right there that's amazing great but this right here 
is not going to work for well, us. Well, it's not that it's not going to work. It's just going to make my voice be really quiet, and then your voice is going to be like, gotcha. Yeah. So why don't I just hang out right here and talk? Yeah, with your normal, yes. And I'll try and, and give you some signals if you're getting too close, because once you start getting up here, <laughs> then it's just like, well, hello, I'm Morgan Duke. <laughs> okay, very good. Yeah. Okay.